Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show to ease your expat overwhelm and be inspired by other newcomers' stories. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow expats and share their unique challenges, triumphs and revelations as they build their new lives here. It's great to have you. This week's lovely guest is Diala Sharab. After working as nurses in Lebanon during the first wave of the COVID-19 pandemic, Diala and her husband were given the opportunity to bypass travel restrictions and immigrate to Canada as skilled refugees. When we first landed, I had this these goosebumps, you know, uh, I, I, I couldn't believe. I mean, I've never imagined that I, I would ever got this chance or opportunity to to come to this place you know you you can't imagine how how this pilot program helped me a lot you know in, in, in establishing a new life you know especially as 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 a palestinian refugee it's quite essential for us for the past two months diala and her husband have been adjusting to life as newlyweds settling into their new home in toronto and making a difference in vulnerable people's lives in canada as much needed home care professionals In this episode, Diala sheds light on the refugee crisis in Lebanon and what it means for the people who are directly affected. She then shares an honest account of the ups and downs since moving here and her unwavering gratitude for Toronto's multiculturalism and the organisations who have made her move possible. Words cannot describe how moving and inspirational our conversation was. Let's start the show. Hello, Diala. I'm so excited to finally meet you. Hello, Kate. <laughs> I feel like we've been planning this call for so long and I'm oh, I'm just really happy to finally connect. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no, I, I think that it's been like three months or, or two months. It's been quite, quite long. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm so happy if the day has come. Yeah, <laughs> finally. <laughs> How was your week so far? Um, You know, the, the usual work. I'm, I'm always busy with my work. Mm. So you've been in Canada now since the end of September this year, right? So just about two months. Yeah. Yeah. So new apartment, new job, lots to do. So that's right. Lots, lots, lots to do. Yeah. It's been overwhelming a little bit, you know. Oh, God, I can, yeah. I can only imagine how, how are you finding it so far? Do you, do you live downtown Toronto? Uh, actually, no, I, I live on the eastbound. At Donland. Oh, okay. Not not in the downtown. Okay, so it's not so crazy. <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah. It's quite like, it's, it's good, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a little bit overwhelming, I guess, with all the, you have to just start from scratch, right? That's right. That's right. It's, it's always hard, you know, to, to leave everything and to begin from the scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you've recently now experienced your, your first proper snowfall of the year. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's right. Yesterday, it was a little bit exciting, you know, experiencing this. Yeah. Had you seen, you'd seen snow before or not really? Uh, yeah, back, back, actually back in Lebanon, we, we have such, such snowfalls. 
you know, we have this uh, beautiful mountains, you know, with this green views and, and fields. It's actually quite touristic. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't such a shock. But you got your winter no, boots and coat shock. and you're all set. Yeah. Okay, good. Thanks. Thanks God that, that I got this before, you know. That's like a, the first priority. Like, I don't need an apartment. I need a coat. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of the, of the essentials. Yes. You know, especially here, here in Canada, it's quite significant so mm -hmm. oh I would definitely say so I had no idea I think I went to like Hudson's Bay and was just like help me to like the woman that works there <laughs> so she probably got a big commission off me but yeah no definitely essential yeah I know <laughs> so you immigrated to Canada with the help of Talent Beyond Boundaries and Veronica Wilson, mm -hmm. our immigration lawyer from episode nine. Shout out, Veronica. Yeah. Um, yeah, so despite COVID-19 travel restrictions, you and your fiancé, Yeha, mm -hmm. were exempted from those travel restrictions and you were brought to Canada as skilled refugees yeah, right. to, to help the urgent need for for more trained home care professionals during this pandemic, which oh, I just think is an incredible pilot project and, yeah, just a true win-win for everyone. Yeah, that's right. You know, um, Talents Beyond Boundaries, um, since the beginning, Talents Beyond Boundaries were quite uh, amazing with us, you know, uh, since the very, very uh, first meeting. You you can't imagine how, how this pilot program helped me a lot, you know, in, in, in establishing a new life. You know, especially as 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 a Palestinian refugee, it's quite essential for us. Yeah, and I guess it just uh, the, it's amazing work because they work with so many different countries just to make it possible to bring skilled refugees into countries and and allow you to apply for jobs in safe countries. You know, all of these things we take it for granted. So myself, you know, a working holiday visa, yeah, awesome. Like, mm -hmm. woohoo! That's right. I have a passport. You know, some people don't even have. A, a, a passport that's not expired there's that's all right. these bound the, these barriers and um yeah they just they just try and work with countries to try and establish programs that that can open up those pathways that people like myself are taking advantage of but people that are way more skilled than me they just don't have access to it so yeah oh yeah. i am the biggest supporter of it i'm so happy that that talent beyond boundaries was able to help you as well that's amazing yeah they, they were pretty amazing so you were both you came with your fiance and mm -hmm. you were both registered nurses back in lebanon during the first wave of the pandemic that's right and you were based in the cardiac unit and now you're working as personal support worker yeah how is your new job going um honestly in the beginning it was quite challenging you know um but it, it took a little bit some time you know and baby steps to to establish this good relationship with with the clients that that i usually have and eventually things were, were quite good you know i am enjoying myself um on on, on a current base you know, and uh, you you have you have to to have this perspective that you're on, on a mission. You know, mm. I'm, I'm I'm I mean I'm helping people who are vulnerable. You know, you have to give them some assistance and some support because they quite need that. And you can't imagine how many people they're really in in need for for, for such a help. And in, in in a very basic stuff, you know which we quite forget about how, how important it is. Yeah, just the basic of healthcare and, yeah. and just having someone to come and look after you as well. Yeah, especially during this uncertain time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So you work for the VHA Home Healthcare in Toronto. Yes, it's quite an, an amazing and I think it, it's pretty advanced, you know, for, for, a, for a home healthcare, especially here, here in Toronto. What are the biggest differences you've noticed between, between a medical career in, in Lebanon and, and Canada? Uh, there actually, um, th- there is, there is quite, to be honest, there is quite a huge difference between the, the, between both. Um, I think here they're more like, more professional, you know? Um, they're more like, um, they follow more the policies and, and the procedures. And besides that, they, they are quite supportive. So that's really important to me, just being supportive. Yeah. Have they, they helped you in, in your settlement process? I guess you've made a lot of friends through work and, you know, I can imagine it being yes. quite like family almost during yes. this crazy pandemic year and, and the healthcare workers must really support each other. Yes, for sure. Uh, actually here, here in Canada, I think that I have two families, which is the TBB and VHA because they both helped me a lot during this, this huge transmission for me. Oh, you've kept in contact with the Talent Beyond Boundaries people and yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We will, we're always in, in contact, you know, because they're, they're the, the one of my, of the main parts for my transmission to here, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah. No, it's great that they, they continue their support. And, yeah. they, and I guess that if that was me as well, I would always want to know like, oh, what are you doing now? How are you finding it? And just keep following up. So I bet they don't leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, we're never alone. We're never alone. No. What an amazing, yeah, I'm so happy for you and, and for them. And Thank yeah, you. keep, keep going. <laughs> I just want to applaud them both. So yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So as always with, with this podcast, I like, I like to quiz guests on their country of origin. So you were born in Lebanon. Yes, that's right. Um, so I guess the best place to start though is, is a bit of your family history. Um, obviously as a, a Palestinian refugee, you know, what's the story there following your family from, from Palestine to, to Lebanon? Uh... Well, to begin with, as you said, I was born in Lebanon as a Palestinian refugee. Um, actually, yeah, our, my family transmission, it began with my grand, grandparents, you know, uh-huh. back, um, we have this quiet, this well-known Palestinian, um, war. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was back in 1948, uh, where some, quite a large number of Palestinians they had to move out from their homeland and my grand-grandparents were they, they were in in in, uh, in such a crisis so they uh, they moved in to Lebanon mm-hmm. um, and yeah uh, actually my my mother she's Lebanese so um, my, my father he met he, he met her there and they got married and I'm here. Yeah, obviously, I I really pride myself on on the importance of researching before each episode. And mm-hmm. however, you know, unfortunately and shamefully, the the Arab Israeli war and the refugee crisis are completely new topics to me. So yeah. I have made every effort to to educate myself before connecting with you. But yeah, internet yeah. sources can be so unreliable, and there's definitely room for error. So yeah, it's it's quite wide, you know, it's quite wide. Especially this topic. Yeah. So thank you in advance for, for sharing your story and, and sure. educating us. I think it's so important that, that we all know and, and understand what is going on in the world That's around right. us. So That's right. You know, um, actually, I wanted to like to shed light more about 
about this uh, about being a refugee. Yes, you know it's it's never easy to be to be a refugee because technically you're you're stateless. You know you you don't have any passports. We 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 just have a travel documents, and this actually limits our 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 daily tasks such as like we, we don't have the right to vote we don't have the right to to buy a house mm-hmm. you know i mean bu- buying buying a house it, it must be like a simple simple thing to do you know yeah. but we, we we don't have that right uh besides that uh, we have like limited limitless range of of jobs that we can actually apply to you know um hence at, at that point i was pretty lucky to to, to study nursing and and to work as as a registered nurse, especially in in, in Lebanon, it is quite hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you see, it's it's not quite that easy to 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 have to have a living as a refugee. And regardless of that, I don't know if if you know this, but um, mainly in Lebanon, there is quite a big range of Palestinians who lives in small campuses. You know, and they are wide known in, in, in Lebanon. So you can't imagine how, um, some people actually suffered from poverty. You know, I mean, I believe that each human being, they have the right to, to have a decent living, you know, and to live with dignity, but they, they don't have that. Yeah. Yes, because initially when when the Palestinian people came over to to countries like Lebanon, they they were refused to be integrated in in the countries, right? They were confined to these camps yeah. as refugees and and refused the chance to to really integrate and, and make lives for themselves. They were kept very separate. So That's right. yeah, it's just unimaginable. Yeah. So um and to add to add up to this point because as Palestinians, you know, um, besides being refugees as Palestinians, we just, we don't want to lose our identity. Yeah. You know, if, I mean, if, if you lose y- your identity, then what, what do you have? You have nothing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And then, you know, people often, they often see the word refugee and they see photos of refugees and it's just that they're, they're painted as, as one. Yeah. But yeah, like what you said, those individual people have individual stories. And back in Palestine, for example, they could have been, you know, really successful in, in whatever career that they were in. And they, you know, they had established lives and families. And now they're just, you know, potentially alone in these camps or, or you know, with their families. That's right. It's a weird narrative. And I and obviously coming from England, I really struggle with that narrative. You know, all of these, um, especially this year, it's it's got a lot worse with, with the migrants mm-hmm. that are coming in mm-hmm. by sea to England. And just the way that they're painted as, you know, they're unwelcome, they're coming mm-hmm. for the benefits, they're coming for, mm-hmm. you know, medical care. It's just, it's yeah, really yeah. disgusting to me. You know, those people have their children on little dinghies going across the ocean do you think that they would do that if it wasn't pure desperation that's right they've put their life at risk yeah you know and to come from palestine to then be in a camp it's the same thing you you really think that they would choose that <laughs> no it, it, it's common sense you know if, if they had a decent living but at their home country they they wouldn't like immigrate yeah you know or or, or have made such a transfer mm-hmm. it's quite easy it's, it's not that confusing i think no. Well, it yeah. sounds like you're, you know, obviously it's important to you. It's your, it's your family and, and you're the roots that you have. And it's, it, you've edu- obviously educated yourself and spoken with your family about it. And, and that's really important. That's right. And thank you for, for sharing a little bit of insight on that too. Cause it's really important that people really think about it and understand it and, and have compassion. And 
Yeah. Yes, it, it's, it's quite, it's important, you know, to, to know a little bit about your, your essence, you know, and your identity. Mm-hmm. You, you know, people should never forget their, their origin. Of course not. No. Yeah. No. And so what's happening there now then? Are the camps still running? In, is that, is it still a crisis? Uh, yeah, there's still. And especially in, in our current time where Lebanon is undergoing this economical and financial crisis, you know, there is this, um, great, uh, change in the Lebanese currency. So it's quite really hard on both Palestinian refugees and on the Lebanese. So mm. it's, it's, it's harsh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's quite quite unsettled right now. It's unsettled now. Mm-hmm. Do you have mm-hmm. a lot of loved ones back there now too? Yeah, actually, yeah, I do. I have my family over there and my my friends, you know, my my work colleagues. But they're you know they're taking one step at a time, and they're trying to to manage with the whole crisis. Mm-hmm. You just hope that there's more and more organizations that that are going to come out of the woodworks, you know, people like Talent Beyond Boundaries and and all these other incredible, you know, philanthropy that's that's coming out to just try and help. Um that's yeah. Right. I I hope that we we also have have a role in 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 that, you know, um when I moved into to Canada, I tried to arise a little bit the awareness about talents beyond boundaries, and I recommended actually to to my Palestinian friends, you know, to to apply and to give it a shot, yeah. you know. No, that's great, and I think from from a Western world point of view, the education is key. You know, you need to be mm-hmm. looking up what's going on in these countries and and just trying to unpoison your minds a little bit to to the word refugee and and to actually have some compassion and think about the individual human i think yeah. that's really the biggest step for us um, that's right. we're, we're, we're all a human we're, we're all yeah. a human and i think you know like uh, the media also plays a major yeah. oh. role huge and that's you know you know what's yeah. an incredible instagram account to follow is choose love Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're mm-hmm. incredible. They share all of these stories and and they really do push the narrative that you know of compassion and empathy. Mm-hmm. So um, that was a really great stepping stone for me to try and actually understand what what's going on. And they they cover all different refugee um, countries and, mm-hmm. and and movements and things. So yeah, I definitely recommend that. That's great. I think that I'm gonna check it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's learn about Lebanon and all that it has to offer. Lebanon. Of course, the the terrible blast happened this year, and I'm I'm hoping no one you knew was directly affected. Yeah, back in August. No, actually, no one that that no one from my family or my beloved ones were actually physically affected. You know, Good. but there it, it was a crisis back then. You know, I, yeah, I, I remember back at that day, I was, um, in my unit, you know, mm. and it was quite catastrophic back at that time. Yeah. You didn't feel it, but you weren't close enough to, to feel it at all. No, we, we, we actually felt it, you know. Oh, the wow. Whole, yeah. Oh the, the whole capital felt it. So it's terrifying. You, you can't believe. Yeah. How damaging it was. It was really damaging, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So, so tell us about the city. Well, to begin with, um, I used to live in Beirut, which is the capital city of Lebanon. Um, I don't know if, if you, if you know a lot about the country, but it's quite familiar with, uh, or it, it's quite well known with, with its, uh, traditional food. 
you know mm-hmm. uh, we have something that is we have this um amazing salad which is called tabbouleh okay yes that rings a bell you know it has it has tomato tomato parsley um it has uh, some lemon it, it's quite good you know mm-hmm. uh we have like uh we have this uh, stuffed meat it's called kibbe it's it's quite amazing. You have to taste it. Okay. Um. And and I think that you know hummus. Oh, of hummus. course. Oh yeah. It's well known. You know, it is like this Lebanese traditional dish. Besides the food, uh, we have such an amazing uh, artistic and uh, natural views. You know, uh, I don't know that if, if I don't know if uh, if uh, any knows that, but uh, Lebanon is quite familiar or, or well known in its um, writers and uh, academic. Uh, professors you know oh, they're just drawing inspiration from all the nature <laughs> that's right that's right um yeah and we have um an amazing touristic views out there uh with its mountains and seas and all of these museums you know uh regardless of the of the crisis of the economical crisis that's happening right now Lebanon is quite a beautiful beautiful place you know it's beautiful country yeah the archaeology and the history and the architecture that's right the history Mm. that's right so it must be quite a contrast to to come to Toronto then moving to a country that's only 153 years old (laughs) (laughs) everything is so new actually that's right but um what what i really love about toronto it's that it's it's multicultural right city. yes you know there is so many um um cultures here and so many people so it's quite interesting you know besides the, the pandemic i always dreamt about uh visiting the niagara falls mm. but uh yeah i think that it's still on my to-do list <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. You should go soon. Well, I mean, it's pretty great when it's frozen, too. It's Mm -hmm. actually really cool. But um, yeah, I've seen it frozen. And then I've seen it in the summer. It's completely different. Yeah, in the summer. Yeah. The summer, it would be great. Yeah, Yeah. everyone says that about the multiculturalism, for sure. It's that's one of the the best, best things. That's right. And you have like this variety of food also. Yeah, I was gonna say, have you found any good places for Lebanese food that you can recommend? Or haven't you had a chance yet with all your work? Actually, yeah, there is um, Dana, our uh, TBB Canada director, she she actually recommended a restaurant in the downtown Uh at Dundas Square. Uh, but we never tried it. I've, I've, I've actually, I've never got the, the, the time for it. Yeah, it's still on my to-do list. I have a big list. <laughs> yeah, I think I went to a really good Lebanese restaurant, um, mm-hmm. which was really funny because it was Taste of the Danforth, which is like a, a predominantly Greek food festival. Greek, yeah. And then there was a Lebanese restaurant on the Danforth Street. I actually, I, I live, I live near the greek town oh cool fine yeah i live like an hour and a half away from the city so i i come in when i want to taste like not chain food that's (laughs) yeah you actually go to the city to have like the real food and taste the different Mm -hmm. cultures Mm -hmm. so yeah i just hope this pandemic ends so we can try and go out i know for sure um so what were your first impressions then landing here in in back in in well back in september all right. I think that I have to tell you in in the for, for in in the very fi- first beginning, you know okay. how how things went on and how I moved here with my 
husband. He's, he's now my husband. Yes, I just yes. found this out before the call. I thought they were engaged, and then she's like, "No, no, my husband." I was like, "What?" <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> yeah, we're actually newly newly wed. So, oh, congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Oh, I'm so excited for this story. I'm so excited. Okay, yeah, yeah, go. You have the floor. Yeah. Um. Well, our story with mainly with TBB it began um in November last year mm-hmm. we actually we got the phone call from tbb the day before our engagement oh wow so he yeah. obviously knew what he was planning you had no idea that's right <laughs> and what's really interesting in that is that tbb never knew that yahya and i were together and we both got the same job offer oh my goodness and the same job interview <gasps> So you'd both separately applied for Talent Beyond Boundaries That's to right. come to Canada as nurses before you knew each other even. You'd both applied separately. That's right. Then you'd met in Lebanon and you'd started a relationship and then you mm-hmm. were both offered the same job when they didn't even know you were together. That's right. Wow. They had no idea that, that we were actually <gasps> together and they were tremendously surprised when they <laughs> actually figured it out. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Did you meet at work then or...? At work. Actually, we met at work. Cool. Okay, amazing. So you already had amazing news that day. Like, we're going to come to Canada. That's amazing. And then the next day he pulls out this ring or? (laughs) Yeah, we we had our engagement. And then, you know, the the process went off since since that day. And it took like a couple of months, you know, and then we came. I remember, um, I I pretty remember the day that uh, we came in to Canada. It was really amazing. You know, it was overwhelming. Personally, it was overwhelming to me. I mean, um, I've always dreamt about traveling, you know, mm-hmm. and working abroad and actually living abroad. And uh, Canada was actually my my personal. Um, um, I've, I've I've always wanted to to come to Canada. You know. And how come? Why is that? Did you see, you just had been researching it, you'd seen photos of it? What What had made you think about that? Yeah, I've been, I've, I've made a lot of researches. And as, as I said before, because it is multicultural, you know, you will never like feel that you won't fit. I mean, everyone is different. That's why, that, that, that was my major attraction to Canada. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as, as, as a refugee, you, you would feel like, uh, you're, you're you're strange, and you you will always have this fear that you won't like get in to the community, and you won't fit in. So I always had had this fear. Did you have that feeling back in Lebanon then, or were you um, integrated a lot? Because you said that obviously your mother is Lebanese. So did you ever feel? Yeah, not not that much to be to be honest, not that much. You know because. Besides that, my mom, she's, she's Lebanese. I had, um, um, Lebanese friends, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my family. So I've never felt that I'm not like uh, synchronized with, with my environment, mm-hmm. you know? That's good. And yeah, um, when, when I, when I, when we first landed, I had this, these goosebumps, you know, uh, I, I, I couldn't believe, I mean, I've never imagined that I, I would ever got this chance or opportunity to, to come to this place, you know? So lucky too, because there's so, like the numbers of the refugees that are coming in through 
talent beyond boundaries are, are really low right that they've only really brought in That's is it 10 right. to 15 plus family members um, i don't know the exact number but yeah very very small amount that's right and besides that we actually got during a pandemic you know <laughs> so th- that was quite crazy to, to me it was unbelievable so did you come on the plane with others that were coming through on the same pilot project or was it just yourself and, and your fiancé? No, back at that time, it was me and, and Yahya, not not with, with other people, yeah. Well, at least you had him to, to support you, that's I nice. Know, yeah, he's, you he's my, found yourself a little my support, buddy. support system. Yeah, I have quite yeah, you know, a significant support system here in, in Canada. And yeah, the, the whole process in the airport was really smooth. I mean, the, the officers were, were so kind with us, you know, and things at that time, of course, we had our 14 days quarantine. Right. Of course. Which was quite overwhelming, you know, yeah. just to sit there and, and do nothing. I know. Um, and just think about everything you have to do yeah. that you can't do. <laughs> I know. But, you know, it, it just after the quarantine, things just, hit up like really quickly we started our jobs we moved into a new apartment and you know we we tried to to navigate around the the whole place um and um, to, to honestly in the beginning it was really hard you know but uh we took like baby steps you know and we we figured it out how much notice did you have from the time that they told you you were coming to Canada to actually getting on the plane, what was that, the time, turnaround? Um, it was like three months, you know. Um, I, I could, like, come earlier, but the, the airport, the Beirut airport was uh, was closed at that time. You know, right, okay. Due to the pandemic, but yeah. So you had some time to research Toronto and find that's out right. things about your neighborhood. And- that's right. That's right. I've had I've had a lot of researches, you know, uh, about Ontario, about its museums, uh, the castle. I, I, I've, it's quite interesting to me because personally, I'm into theater. I'm into art. You know, I, I love to to discover more, more like uh, more more or more of uh, such things. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah. Oh, great. Well, you've got a lot more to see when things open up a little bit more, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. And yeah, I've, I've actually knew that they have Broadway theatres in here. Oh, yeah. I went to see um, Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it was so good. Yeah, that was in Toronto. Um, God, that must have been just before the pandemic. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably last winter, actually. But yeah, that was incredible. So that's the only show I've seen. and I've been here five years, so I really need to step it up. Maybe we can go one day. Yeah, one day. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> you know, Kate, the, the city is really overwhelming. Yeah. You know? oh, Especially okay. when, when when I have these night walks, it's really overwhelming. It's really overwhelming. I always like uh, view the CN Tower. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. It, it's lights. It's it's a structure. It's really pretty amazing to me. Yeah, I think that too. Yeah. Whenever I go there, it's just such a presence. Like my eyes right. are just drawn to that skyline, yeah. and I'm and it is so beautiful. I believe that it's it's like the center of the city. You know, wherever yes. you go, it's it's like it's there. Yeah, you can kind of figure out where you are. Like, okay, That's the right. CN Tower is to my to my right. Okay, and yeah. <laughs> it's like your compass. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So how much did you bring with you when you came here? Did you have obviously a couple suitcases or did you, what was the story there? Did you get to bring much of your belongings? Actually, I, I only got like one suitcase. Oh, really? That's it. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. I had like this light uh, carriage with me, you know, because I thought that I would get some stuff from here. Yeah. To start all over, well, why not? <laughs> That's right. It's it's a new beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, I've given I've I've given an opportunity to, as you said, to to start from scratch. Wow, just quite amazing. Well, you yeah. seem like you're getting there for sure. I mean, after two months, you're already taking those steps, and and you have a successful career already by the sounds of it. You're helping people. It's so inspiring. That's right. It's it's, it's pretty pretty inspiring. You know, when you, you, you always have to like to set your goals and, and try to, to accomplish your dreams, you know, and you have to take like one step at a time. When we first arrived to here, um, uh, we got this like small letter from Dana. She said that, uh, Things, things are going to be quite hard a little bit, but you have to be patient and you have to take one step at a time. And this statement, you know, has always been, it's been stuck into yeah. my mind. God, I think that can help everybody. Yeah, exactly. Take everything That's one right. step at a time if you're feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. That's right. You know, things are, are never that easy, but you have to, you know, try to never complain. You know, you try, you try to, to not complain and... uh yeah, take baby steps. Be patient. You know, work hard, and you have you have to do the, the job. You have you have to do your best, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm trying to do. Amazing. And you, um, and when did you get married? Was that recently? Did you get married in Canada? No, we actually got married like a week before our travel. Oh, okay. So you made it official. We had this little, yeah. We had this little family wedding ceremony and yeah, we had the wedding and like a couple of, after a couple of days, we just, we traveled and here we go. Amazing. So (laughs) you you can't believe how, how challenging it was, you know, being like the the whole travel and being a newlywed, it's quite uh, hard. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Your, your identity has changed in more ways than one. Yeah. That's, that's, right. that's a lot to, to, to grasp. comprehend. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your plans long-term? I'm, I'm sure you've only been here two months and maybe you haven't thought about it, but are you here long-term now? You're going to build a life here for yourselves or do yeah, you that... see Lebanon in your future again? I think that for the current time, we will like uh, set a life here in, in Canada uh, we were trying to work on our nursing license. Mm. Uh, yeah, we want to work as registered nurses eventually. But yeah, I I view ourselves, you know, living here on on the long term. You know, but I don't know what what life would. I don't know what what will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think that I have to like to wait and and to see. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so cool. Well. I don't know what else to ask you. I think you're just so inspiring and I'm so happy that you are here and we can meet up when things are... <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope, I hope so, really. Yeah. And uh, actually, it was really my pleasure to finally meet you and to have this chat with you. And you, you're, you're pretty inspiring to us. Oh, thank you. You know, sharing sharing these stories and trying to, you know, uh, to to make this positive impact on people's lives, which is really quite significant. It's yeah. really important. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, I'm always just looking for ways to, 
I'm trying to find all the different areas to help people with because I get the comment all the time where it's like every episode of your podcast is so different, right? It's That's because right. there's so many different areas that that you have, you have to, to you know, adapt and go through right. when you move here. So I'm trying to cover all the basis. But um, I guess from your perspective, your your biggest struggle, would you say, is is just the whole kind of starting from scratch, like a, a little bit of homesickness you've struggled with? Or what would you say is the biggest struggle? That's, uh, I, I believe that uh, dealing with uh, the basic uh, life challenges, you know, um, if, regarding if if it was psychological as as you said which is homesickness it's mm. it's it's pretty hard you know do you get to speak to people back home a lot on on yeah pretty pretty like every day you know it's, oh, good it's, what's the time difference though is that something to get used to it's like 7 hours <laughs> oh that's not too bad mine's 5 so we're close. Oh, but yeah, that's better actually. Five, I think five is better than seven. But yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> we manage. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Dayla. This has been a pleasure. And I wish I could just talk to you for hours and hours more. We'll have to to grab some coffee one time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm looking forward to this. When are you next working? You're back at work tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is my... uh, Oh, tomorrow I have work. Yeah. Yeah. You had your nice day off today, though. So yeah, you reset right. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to reset a little bit, you know, to restart my my energy. Well, have enjoy the rest of your day off. Thank I won't keep you. you. You're going to relax, have a bath and um, yeah, put thank a candle you, on. Too. And yeah, thank you so much. You too. Have a good day. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.